When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, y'all, before we get into this episode, we're going to give you the quick sponsorship that we have going on. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Beducated is, it's basically the Netflix of sexual education, where they offer online trainings for all kinds of love life related techniques and practices. And colder days are right around the corner, so it's time to turn up the heat in your bedroom. This Black Friday, they're offering our listeners 60% off a yearly subscription to Beducated, their biggest discount of the year. All purchases made with our coupon code Less Chat will get 60% off a yearly subscription along with a 24-hour free trial. So for those of you who are interested and want to learn a little bit more, go ahead and check them out. And don't forget to use our discount code at Less Chat. You heard? Bye. Welcome to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, JoJo. And I'm Tyra. Ooh. All right, y'all. We finally started a Patreon. Let's start there. Oh, we did. Claps for us. We got 10 patrons. That's what you call them, apparently. Yes. And I am so grateful to those very 10. Yeah. Every day, Mm -hmm. we are grateful enough to get a new subscriber to our Patreon. I'm Mm -hmm. dropping shit. Um, So thank you guys for that support. It, you know, very appreciative and mm-hmm. thankful beyond measures for ya. Yeah, we're gonna add a little clip at the end of this to give you guys like a little insight of what we post about on Patreon. I'm giving you more homework. Oh, it's not like a little that. preview, you know. But yeah, we're super grateful for everyone who has um, joined Patreon. Um, we definitely understand the holiday season and just like the funds like the funds are low it's just not there yet (laughs) the funds are low so we played ourselves like you know launching it during the holidays but if you can't support us right now that's totally fine the way that you can support us is by leaving us a review on apple or spotify or wherever you listen to the podcast as well as liking the content that we post and engaging with it especially on youtube if you haven't subscribed yet please subscribe um, it's really hard to get subscribers on YouTube, but apparently the more subscribers you get, I guess, the more money you make. Um, we're not making a fortune, but no, no, based no, no, on no. the ads, you know, you make a little a little sense here and there. Yeah. And that's no shade like us showing our appreciation for people who did sign up for our Patreon. That's no shade on the people who haven't. That's totally okay. Like she said, you know, it's bad timing with the holidays coming around. You mm-hmm. know, the funds aren't there. Um, totally understandable. Um, we're just appreciative to have the support and beyond grateful for like she was saying those who do engage with us you know whether that's emailing us for family meetings or liking sharing subscribing Mm -hmm. you know there's ways to do it for free and Mm -hmm. those ways go a long way just as much as subscribing to our other platforms Um, yeah so thank you all that's all i got but yeah we put out a video out there of what we um provide on the patreon tiers right now we only have two tiers um 
And the most famous one right now is the second tier because in that tier we're gonna be doing like live Zoom calls with um listeners and we're gonna be just be chatting, um, bringing on some guests on the podcast and yeah, I'm excited for having this like live Zoom call because we're gonna be able to like interact with you guys and just have like a normal conversation. And I'm hoping that we could find a time that works for everyone. We know that there are people who live like in Australia and in Europe. Um, yeah, Ooh. so we're just going to have to find different times that work for everyone. But that's not a problem. We're, we are going to record um, the Zoom calls via audio only. So you can always listen back um, if you are a patron and just listen to, to what we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So it shall be a work in progress for us and you know some added work but we're willing to go the extra length yeah but it hasn't been too bad that for us it hasn't been too bad though i feel like we thought about it enough that now i'm like oh we're good honestly when we launched it by the time you guys see this it'll probably be like a week and a half to two weeks since we finally um Mm -hmm. finalized it and put it out and i've been super excited Mm-hmm. like i'm just like okay i'm ready to do this this and this yeah and you know i think obviously that's with anything that you know any new endeavors that mm-hmm. you get into you're excited you want to do a whole bunch of things um but i don't know something about it just makes makes it more exciting and i think the fact that we'll get to be more personable mm-hmm with our content and it'll be a little bit more unfiltered and raw Mm -hmm. it gives a sense of excitement for me and it's like i think it's gonna be fun yeah no editing yeah we're just posting and going (laughs) yeah so (laughs) unless it's a vlog obviously you gotta take it as we go yeah yeah and i think it'll be nice to see as we grow you know people will get to see like us as we grow through the podcast and all of that yeah but yeah anyway something we want to get into today um me and her recently were probably like a few days ago kind of got into the conversation of um just the the pressure of life um other than me having it with the conversation with her I also got into conversation with my dad about you know not just not being educated on a lot of things in life and that that's why we kind of we're kind of on the back end of life right um coming from a cultured background or being a person of color you know we don't have the right away or the privileges that you know white people have i'm not gonna sugarcoat it we just have to work 10 times harder than a lot of people Mm -hmm. um which kind of brings on the pressure of us needing to be on top of everything, working 10 times harder to be to to be the best, you know? Um and it sucks because it's like we have to deal with that on, you know, in society standpoint, but it also correlates with our personal lives with, you know, partner, you know, partners family friends um so it's not just society and career opportunities um I think it kind of comes every which way and it's really hard to kind of navigate through life under pressure Mm -hmm. so me and her were talking 
um, initially, I think one of the main pressures that is hard for us, I think it's come when it comes from home. You know, mm-hmm. we expect doing the extraness or the extra hard work or, you know, doing all these things when it comes to our career and showing people outside what we are and what we can do that when it hits home and it's our family telling us, oh, well, you need to do this and you need to do better or, you know, you got to have all these things to succeed in life. It kind of makes it like, I don't know. I think it it makes it harder to feel like you've done something. Mm-hmm. Like our family could really make us feel like, damn, we like we haven't done enough. Yeah. And it's just like no shade to like our family or anything. But I think um, like in a sense, it's just like, well, I've done a lot more than you, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't, I mean, again, that's not to be shady, but <laughs> I just think. Our family, as as far as our parents, you know, our parents only know what their parents taught them, just mm-hmm. as we only know what our parents taught us. And at a certain point, it's just up to us to continue our education and learning mm-hmm. and, and providing in ways we learn to do so, right? Um, so I just think, like, it's kind of a setup for us because we don't have that sense of support and education in moving forward from what our parents only know yeah how do you feel like your parents i mean they could only take you but so far Mm -hmm. so at what point did you feel like all right i'm on my own i feel like um i've always been driven to do more because of the circumstance that we were in so like coming from the hood Living in a very small apartment, how many people was it? It was like five people in a two-bedroom. I shared a bedroom with two other people, my sisters. Um, Then when my sister moved out, she was only like 19. And then I was still sharing a room with my other sister. And we just grew up seeing like a lot of violence and just like a lot of stuff going on where we were from. Like we came from the hood. And I've said that many many times before but it was like witnessing that i was like i need more like Mm -hmm. i need to do more and i knew that the only way i could do more is by going to school because that's really what was ingrained into us Mm -hmm. um so yeah i went to school and i did have like a scholarship or whatever but then i continued my education and had to take out loans for that but i just find it so funny that the education system pressures you to go to school but they don't tell you about all these other options that there are like to be an entrepreneur or i don't know like real estate and like stocks and things like that and like that's really the way to go nowadays coming from someone who worked in corporate now i work in a nonprofit, but like when i worked in corporate it was like i was getting promotions and promotions and bonuses and things like that but then they took it away like this mm-hmm. talked about that plenty of times before but it was like I don't know. It was like, um, like growing up, all we really knew, our parents really knew was like, go to school to become a doctor, right? go to school to become a lawyer. And, you know, they had like these really big um, hopes for us. 
but they also didn't know about the routes of becoming an entrepreneur and like what you can do. And it's really like something that now I think it's be obviously becoming more known and we see that on social media and we see that online. But even that entrepreneur route is still hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not easy. You need money in order to make money. Right. You get me? Like, it's like, regardless, we need money no matter what. And I think what's hard for me now as an adult is like my parents still haven't bought a property. They're still renting, right? They've been living here for like 20 years. They came from Dominican Republic. Um, they are they have saved a lot of money, right? And when they did, did decide to buy a house, which was last year, everyone knew about the tragedy with the houses. The fact that they were going way overpriced. Obnoxious. And my parents were putting in bids and putting in, you know, um, what you call it? Um, offers. Offers. And then they were putting more than the asking price. And then they were also putting in money to the side. That shit sounds illegal, but it's like how we how is a house that is worth two fifty? We're putting four fifty, and then we're also offering you like ten k on the side to just approve the to offer. Just take yeah, that just Consider seems us. illegal. And like it makes sense when you already have a property, right? So it's like if you if you own a property, you can sell it overpriced, like every other house, and then maybe buy another house, right? Mm-hmm. But. For people who don't have properties, it's like, what are we going to sell? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Because we are renting. And it's just so frustrating to me because I see other people that I went to school with and things like that. And I see a lot of people, obviously, white people. And if you are white, no shade. No shade. It's just like... It's just the reality. It's just the reality right now, right? that... You got you had the opportunity to maybe, you know, stay at home for longer so you could save up money or your parents gave you like a big down payment for a house or your parents are giving you their house. Like I see that a lot in white families. That's definitely not something that me and my sisters have the privilege to do. And since my parents, since the goal of my parents was always to buy a house, I feel like they put that pressure onto me. Like, when are you going to buy a house? Are you saving money? How much credit card debt do you have? Oh, wow, you're going on another trip. Must be nice. (laughs) Like, these little comments and things. And I definitely get where they're coming from because they don't want me to be in their shoes, like, hitting your 50s and you still don't have a house, you know? Um, But it's a lot of pressure. Like, I'm 27. I don't make a lot of money, even though I have a master's degree. And it's it's just expensive, like, to live life. Like, we were talking about it, and I'm like, how are people doing it? I want to know. And I know there's probably people listening, like, how are y'all doing it? (laughs) 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 And we could tell y'all how we was doing it. Last year, when before I, I got fired, I had a good job, and I feel like we were taking a lot of trips because... Because of that. And then Jojo has the opportunity to work overtime. So she was kind of matching me when it came to, like, you know, finances and things like that. I don't have the opportunity to work overtime anymore. That's not a thing. Yeah. Now I'm really counting my pennies. Um, (laughs) But it's, like, things really just, like, bumped up when it came to everything. Like, flights, Airbnbs. Now it's cheaper to stay in a hotel rather than an Airbnb. Yeah. And like the the Airbnb prices nowadays, they're charging you so much money for like cleaning, 
ridiculous. Like, so much money. I get it. Airbnb is a business. I love it. But, like, damn, like, if they really be finessing us. really be considerate. Like, you're not really missing that money. They really be finessing us. Yeah. They be making, like, 10K on on just a week based on, you know, the prices that they want to put out there. Which I get. It's a business. But it's, like, I don't know. I've just been reflecting a lot. And it kind of just seems impossible sometimes to hit these goals. Like, buy a house and... And do all these things before you're 30. And part of me feels like pressured. Like, yeah, I got pressured from my family. But then I feel like I get pressured from like society to like accomplish all these things. Like if there's like a deadline that I have to meet. (laughs) I think it's funny. Like our, our family, like, okay, so I'm one girl out of four boys and you know we all come from the same opportunity um we're a little bit more fortunate my dad you know hustled when he was younger and him and my mom got into business together they own a business and that's pretty much what helped us survive throughout our time um they still own that business however it's not thriving like it used to. Times change, you know, the generations change. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I leave. I actually go out and get a job. Um, me and my brothers are offered all the same opportunities for the most part. Um, however, I managed to be the only one to make a move. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get to go to college. I mean, I went, um, but I to go on a and get a loan was not an option. Mm-hmm. Um, I did go to county college and did, you know, got financial aid and shit until I couldn't. And then when I stopped going because I needed to work, which is another thing is like, you don't have the opportunity to work and go to school. For those of you that do it, that's wonderful. That's awesome. Um, kudos to you, but it's not for everybody. Um, it's not realistic sometimes because it's like at the end of the day like you said you need money money is literally it runs everything it's it's how you fucking live mm-hmm. so at one point i was like i can't be full-time and work like i'm i'm gonna need money so i stopped going to school um until i got the job that i'm in recently to pay for me to go back to school and i made it a goal on a mission to get my associates because i actually happened to be the first person in my household to get um some sort of college degree mm-hmm. which was nice mm-hmm. but it was what it was it was just like all right i just paid for a piece of paper that's cool well what's what's it what's it gonna get me i mean you still did it i did i, I did so is... i think it was a self-accomplishment at that point yeah i think that's what it comes down to yeah and it was mm-hmm. just like i'm gonna just do it just because you know it's what i wanted and i told myself i was gonna do it mm-hmm. um Ultimately, the job that I landed in currently, um, you know, my brother had the same opportunity to do it and he didn't. And I know he feels the pressure for sure because he's older and he he's, you know, he still he works with my parents. So he's doing his thing. But it's crazy because sometimes he be trying to come for me. (laughs) (laughs) 
like he really do and i'm just like oh god don't let him listen to the podcast oh yeah i mean listen it is what it is again it's no shade but it's it's what happened you know he he's like oh well um because you know i'm i'm kind of in transition of whether or not i want to remain at my current employee employer you know leave um so he's just like oh well if you want to leave leave and then i the other like inconvenience about leaving is like i can't just leave like i don't have what do i leave to like yeah you have kind of you have real bills to pay yeah like i got right i got shit to pay i don't have like if i leave where does that leave me and her and like and and to him it was like oh well will stop fucking spending money on unnecessary things. And I'm like, what? Bills? Like, uh-huh. I don't still live at home. And that's no shade to the people that still live at home. Because I, I lived at home for a while until me and her got together. But my brother lives at home. Mm-hmm. So he's just throwing shade. Like, oh, well, if you stop, you know, living lavishly and, and out of your, your means and going on all these vacations. And I'm like, hold up. <laughs> hold the fuck up. I'm like, are you dead ass right now? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll fucking work hard. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know what I do, I fucking go and you know, sometimes I work harder than other days, and sometimes I'm really not working hard, but it's a it's a mental strain, okay? Uh-huh. So for me to go in and I work overtime and make this extra money, are you telling me that I can't enjoy my life outside of that motherfucker? Mm-hmm. No, no, you got me fucked up. Mm-hmm. So he tried to really throw that shade, and I was like, yo, that's really crazy that you're saying these things. Like you're comfortable with living life like on chump change and just like just getting by that Mm -hmm. you're like oh well don't do anything don't basically don't live life if you want to save money yeah and that's what i have a problem with (laughs) because i feel like if i'm not living life then i'm gonna be depressed right like if i'm just gonna work to live and to save money and to do nothing and to just have fomo I'm going to be depressed, to be honest. Like, I can't just sit here and do nothing. Like, I got to go on vacation. As 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 ridiculous as that sounds, at least once a year. Right. And it doesn't have to be some crazy vacation. It could be like we go to an Airbnb, like, on a, like a two-hour trip from where we're from. and Just, just to get away. Just Yeah, and just chill and yeah. not think about work and just relax. Um. I'm here for all the homebodies. You want to be home? That's uh-huh. your relaxation. That's cool. Listen, my mom's a homebody, and she'll take vacations to go be a homebody in another state, another country, another, and that's fine. Um, and you need it. Like right. people weren't made to just work forty-hour shifts, you know, seven, uh, five days a week to just have two days off the whole year. Right. Like yes, we do have PTO and things like that, but let's think. Let's talk about it. On those PTO days, I'm going to doctor's appointments, mm-hmm. y'all. I'm living at the doctor's office or like she really it's is. always like something that I need to do. Like I need to run errands. I need to take my car to to this place. I need to do this for the dogs. The dogs need a haircut. The dogs need to go get their vaccines. Like it's like it's not like I'm really chilling. Yeah. And then on the weekends, it's like, oh, well, you know, we have to do laundry and we have to like go grocery shopping. So it's like it doesn't really count as like a day off either. Nah. So I don't think there's anything wrong with our generation wanting to enjoy themselves. And I think the problem is that boomers, so the the oldies, I'm sorry, we have boomers. Boomers? Listening. That's what they're called, boomers. I, I've never heard that. Yeah. Heard that. Um, sure. They feel like we spend money reckless, recklessly. Yeah. Like, they're like, stop 
buying Starbucks. Yeah, I don't even buy coffee like that. I make my own coffee at home. Yeah. I got a nice little coffee machine. But their response is like, you want to make money? You want to buy a house? Stop buying Starbucks. Really? $5 is really going to affect me? Like, I feel like I don't have bad spending habits like that. But they make it, they make it feel like any mm. dollar is going to get us to, to, to that. And it's really not. Yeah. It's really not. I feel like nowadays you have to have multiple sides of income. Like, and, and that's also tragic. Like, who wants to work multiple jobs? Right. <laughs> right. Like, you get out of one, and it's like, you got to go bust the other. And some people really do do that, and that's how they make their living. But it's just like, why and do I, we have to do that? Listen, why I, is that mm-hmm. necessary? Why is that a part of our living? Why mm-hmm. are we, like, systematically made like that? Make it make sense. And I applaud people like that. But at the end of the day, it's mentally and physically draining. And I've worked multiple jobs. When I was in school, I wasn't really like a full-time student who got to like chill in their dorm and like bullshit. And like, I didn't have the normal college experience. Yes, I lived there, but I was an RA, which stands for resident assistant. Then I became a head RA. And basically, I was having to write people up and having to be like this bad guy just for free housing. Mm -hmm. Just for the free housing. I had to like not be a cool kid just to get free housing because I couldn't live at home. Like I said, from the hood, how the hell am I going to focus here right. in, in a tight bedroom with so many people? It's so loud. I can't. Like, there's just no time to focus. Um, and I had to work multiple jobs to the point where I would go to class dressed in my server outfit. And I worked for weddings. And I felt so dumb because I'm like, like, I look crazy right now. Like, yeah. I'm wearing like a... A little tux or whatever and a, and a fake tie because I have to go to work right after. And like everyone that I'm surrounded with is just chilling. They're like, yo, I'm going to take a nap after this. I'm going to go smoke some weed. I'm going to go here. And I'm like, I, I'm going to go to work. Unfortunately, <laughs> right. like, I got to go to work. Like, <laughs> and, and that's the crazy thing, too, is like nothing levels out. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. if you go to school and go to work, you know, your education, like the education system, mm-hmm. act like you don't have a fucking life. Mm-hmm. Like, like all you do is go to school. All right. Like you're just a student. Right. You don't have to work. Mm-hmm. So here's all this. Here's this boatload of fucking, um, you know, work. Mm-hmm. I want this, this, this done by this. Like unrealistic timings and due dates for for certain projects mm-hmm. and and homework and shit. Like I, I hated that. That was one of the things mm-hmm. I hated. Um, and then especially if you work a full time job, like mm-hmm. I fucking was working a full time job, and I was like, I don't have time to do this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm working sixteen hours, and you telling me I have to thank God for her. She, yo, I, I owe her a piece of my associates, y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Like, it's just, like, not realistic because it's the same thing at work. Like, my, my unfortunately, my job puts me in positions to where I have to work involuntary overtime. Oh, yeah, yo. She always be getting stuck and at work. And I get work. stuck at work. And She'll it's work just like, an eight-hour shift. And then if someone doesn't show up, she has to stay for another eight hours. And, and then be back the next, the what, following eight hours. When like, do you sleep? Yeah. Like it's like like where's the sleep where's the sleep timing in this? Like I would be so pissed. But it's not even like, oh, I need to sleep. You want me to function off of already no sleep. And mm-hmm. it's like I have shit to do outside of here. This is not my life. Right. I still have to do things at home. You know, mm-hmm. I have things waiting for me at home. Mm-hmm. And it's just like so unrealistic the expectations all these like 
things that play into our mm-hmm. life that you know they have mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's honestly unsustainable i don't know how the fuck we do it and it's just like we're i guess since for so long it's like oh well our parents have done it our aunts and uncles have done it their parents have done it like why can't you fucking do it i think it's getting to a point that it's like okay yes it can be done but why does it have to be yeah why do we have to fucking you know work to the point where we end up fucking sick like yeah but their answer is that's life but it can't be. Así es la vida. Right. <laughs> and, I mean, we're going on rants right now, but I feel like the way that this correlates with the LGBTQ community, regardless of race, it's like um, there is, I feel like there is some discrimination when it comes to jobs, when it comes to getting approved for a house. I was just on TikTok where these two, um, this lesbian couple got like denied and they said it was because they were gay. I don't know if it was true or not. I don't know if they're making assumptions, but I do think that people judge you based on that. They're like, who wants to buy this house? A lesbian couple? Oh, mm, I don't think yeah. so. I don't think so. I'm going to give it to that no-no. couple over there that's having a baby and, you know, they're normal in quotations. So I just feel like this is something that we have to continue fighting for. Um. And side note, rest in peace to the people who went to the Colorado nightclub called Q. Um, recently, if you haven't heard, a mass shooting in a club called Q in Colorado um, by someone, I'm going to say their name, is Anderson Lee Aldridge, something like that. But um, he was stopped by a, a veteran, and I'm not sure if it was a trans woman or a drag queen i may be confused a little bit there but these things are still going on y'all like we can't even go to a damn nightclub yeah unrelated to all of this but also still related because it's like goddamn like these the only um we don't have too many queer places and then when we do have a queer a queer place someone wants to come in and literally kill us take it from us yeah literally just come in and kill us for whatever the fuck reason right and it's just like upsetting. Like all of these things really get to me and get me so annoying. Um, because they kind of leave you like hopeless because you keep we keep advocating for LGBTQ people and it's like it's talking to like a wall and it's going in one ear and not the other. Yeah, I just don't get how it's like thing these things keep occurring and then it's just like oh, okay, like, we can throw it on the news and, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. we, we keep coming out here advocating for it and nothing happens. I don't I don't understand, like, and it's, it just makes people, I guess at that point, it's just like, oh, well, then just don't, you know, just don't go into business. Don't go into that business. Don't do it. Don't open a nightclub don't, if you can't handle. Right. But it's just like, why? Don't go to the nightclubs. Yeah, don't go out. Like, At be, this point, basically, don't don't own a fucking gay club. Be real, like, though. I think what's so crazy about this story is that they really didn't um, talk about the shooter too much. Like it was like kind of like hidden information. They were in no rush in in sharing his identity mm-hmm. and the full story behind the shooter. Yeah, it was kind of like a secret. Someone posted like a TikTok about it and I have shared it on Instagram, but their TikTok got deleted. Isn't that funny? 
That's really crazy. Uh-huh. Oh, the one you sent me? Uh-huh. That's wild. And they got deleted. Like, TikTok is so funny. Like, TikTok scares me sometimes because I'm like, I think they're going to just delete our page one day because they really do funny things like that. They just mm-hmm. randomly decide to delete videos even though you're not talking about anything false. It's This is all correct this information. Is, right. This is current event <laughs> right. as well. Like, so I'm just not allowed to, like, share this shit. Right. Well, they really picky choosy on what the fuck they want you to share. It's your it's your platform, but mm-hmm. it's not really yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Prayers out to all the people dealing with that shooting in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to life under pressure, mm-hmm. do you feel like that all the time? Like you just like when you're under that sense of pressure, mm-hmm. do you feel like all right? I'm. You just kind of sit in that pool of like fuck. What am I going to do? What am I like? You know, it's just kind of you sit in that funk instead of like, let me shake it off. It is what it is. That was yesterday. Today is today. I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be good. Mm-hmm. I feel like you probably shake it off. <laughs> I feel like I I don't think I shake it off like that. Like I always try to look for a solution. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think I'm just someone who... I put pressure on myself mm-hmm. and Big I could time. be, I could be like a, a, a perfectionist and I'm the type of person that if I'm going to do something, like I'm going to give it my all to it. Um, so I feel like that's like with any, I don't know, with any job really. Um, I don't think that mm-hmm. like I do. I mean, I've gotten to a point where I'm just like a little bit more accepting of things and I'm like, you know what? We're going to be good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing and keep finding ways. Um, but I feel like when you, like, are stuck in that that mind state of, like, I need to do something, mm-hmm. I feel like you start looking for things you're not really interested in doing. Mm-hmm. So, so it's yeah. like you're giving your energy into something that mm-hmm. you really don't even want. Mm-hmm. But because you want that solution. Yeah. You're just right. going to find whatever the hell you can get. Right. And I want to get out of that mindset because I have looked up other ways to like make extra income. Like Amazon Flex. Mm-hmm. Basically, you just deliver packages for Amazon drivers. But realistically, I don't know where I'm from. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know what's a good neighborhood around here, what's a bad neighborhood, which is why that scares me to like take that option. Um because Amazon drivers, they people be stealing packages left and right. Um, but it is a good way to make side money if anyone's like interested in doing that. Um, I've looked into other things, but like you need to take like exams for it. And honestly, I'm so over the whole exam <laughs> thing. Like yeah. I studied my whole life. Like I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to do something that I'm good at and something that I enjoy doing, which is where the podcast comes in. Like. Yeah. Um, we've been holding off on merch because we're perfectionists, right? So, and we talked about it in that, where we talked about coming up with Patreon, where we've, we've seen different types of merch. We've ordered it, sampled it. We weren't satisfied. It was like, this really isn't that good. Like, it's like, this is okay. So we decided that we're just going to do our own thing. So that's something that I'm kind of looking forward to. Um, which it can be a little discouraging when you're like yes like mm-hmm. okay i've found a start point and now like you're in that creative process of 
okay, this is what we want. Mm-hmm. And then you get the samples, which this is a sample, by the way. We're, we're you know, this one's cute. We're okay with this one. Yeah, we're, there was others. So. Right. There was others that were kind of failed. And it's just like, okay, we're, we're kind of, you know, throwing our own money at, mm-hmm. at these samples. And it's, it's, it's really just a hit or a miss. And we've had a couple misses. And it's a little discouraging because it's like, all right, like, we're paying money for this yeah not only are we paying money but it's just like we don't have like connections you know Mm -hmm. we don't have people who know what we do and we come from that background of like you know coming from a home where what we do Mm -hmm. our family doesn't know like they they can't guide us and they also don't understand i mean i think what we do is cool we find it cool like oh my god my mom's like i want to do some videos i'm like ma it's more than videos like (laughs) yeah i've so i've shown her like little small clips or little like videos that we made on tiktok that Mm. we've gotten money from but it's not like i don't know she still doesn't really understand it yeah she thinks it's really easy thinks it's easy yeah and for people who are listening they're like but it is easy bro you know why it's not easy? Because, like, they ask for a lot. Like, they'd be like, we want you to redo it. We want you... We can't We can't have that in the background. Mm-hmm. We can't have this in the background. Like, damn, you get tired of doing the same thing over and over again. And then it doesn't come out authentic. Because mm-hmm. if, like, if I've had to repeat myself a hundred times, then it's not authentic. Yeah. That's not related to any of the sponsorships we've had previously. It's more of, like, TikTok videos. Yeah. But... And then for just, like... Bro, just some money, just jo- a little bit of money. They asked JoJo for eighteen videos, and they took give her two days to do that. Yeah, it was unrealistic she- with my work with my work schedule. It's just like that. That's the other thing is like everybody wants to be on social media and wants everybody to be an influencer, wants to be, wants to be thriving. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's awesome. There's more than enough room for that. There's mm-hmm. somebody for everybody or for something. Mm-hmm. However, we have to be realistic again. Not everybody is a full-time content creator. Mm-hmm. This, for us, like, shit, we working at it like it's full-time, but in our reality, we still have full-time jobs. Like I said, I get stuck times mm-hmm. where I'm working 16 hours, fucking two to potentially five days out of the week, and, you know, she's got her eight hours and all her own personal, you know, things that she has to get through. And it's just, like, a little frustrating because it's just, like, even on our free time, we bust our ass doing it. And for somehow, it kind of comes up every once in a while. Like, it's not enough. And mm-hmm. then you see people who just, like, they just bl- get it. They blink at the camera and they get 10,000. And 000, they just get it, yeah. 10,000 likes. And they don't, uh-huh. motherfuckers don't do nothing all day. Done posted yeah. 10 videos all in one day because they got time to do that. And it's yeah. just, like, that's crazy. I take out the time to do this shit and I can't even get a... Yeah. I'll be lucky if I get a like and a share. I, and I'll be thinking that. Not to cut you off. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'll be telling her, too. I'll be like, yo, my TikTok would be jumping. Fucking jumping if I had all fucking day to do this shit. Yeah. These, these motherfuckers will be nothing. Competition yeah. wear. And once you work with one brand, you could work with, like, other brands. But, like, it's crazy because I have way less followers than JoJo, but I've had... She's had a lot I have way more brand deals. Even though yeah. I only have, what, 22,000 followers. Yeah. I'm um, a little bit more picky. Yeah, and I think it's really... They pick and choose, really. Mm-hmm. They pick and choose who they want to, like, um, you know, sponsor their content or whatever. Like, I feel like you have to have a certain type of personality or... 
you have to look a certain way or you have to act a certain way and not for nothing. But white creators obviously, you know, get the most money. And that's also something that's not talked about. We don't know how much money you're supposed to make. There's the, the, the gap is so weird. Like there are some content creators who are doing a video for $50 and there are some content creators who are doing a video for $200 and they have the same amount of followers. Mm -hmm. So I think that's also not really talked about like in the content creation world or whatever, but that's not really something I take seriously. I, I gave up on that a long time ago. I was like, uh, I think I'm I'm a person that likes to work behind the scenes. Like, yeah, yeah, I could create a video or I could talk, but I'm not really extroverted like that. Yeah. So I, I get weird just recording myself. You could put me in the camera and then you could do the edit. <laughs> yeah, like I'm okay She's with really editing. good at like the quick edits, mm-hmm. like the little video edits that just mm-hmm. gets right to the point. She's really good at that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's been something like you've been good at forever. I'm not really tech savvy. I, I'm literally you. Uh, how you say it? You get what you give, or you give what you get. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I just I'll be a type of person to take a picture, and be like, I like it. I'm gonna post it. Mm-hmm. I'll take a video. All right, fuck it. One hand to quit a poster. Mm-hmm. She's just like, no, it needs to be edited like this. It needs to look like this. It yo, there is there and- really is some science behind it, and like some like you just have to have like a certain eye for it. Um, but if you are someone who does want to do content creation and like influencer, just keep going. Um, keep posting. Don't get discouraged. Um, I wouldn't really consider us content creators, but we more consider ourselves like podcasters and i've reached out to some brands today via email um and hopefully we you know hear back from from them but it is hard to get some brand deals um but we're trying and if there's any brand specifically that you know supports lgbtq creators let us know in the comments um and maybe we could make something happen um yeah that'd be awesome yeah but yeah, back to I guess the original question where you asked me <clears throat> if I'm someone who like I guess like solves it or just kind of what did, how did you phrase it? Just how like do you stay in that mindset and or do you like shake it off? Well, like you said, I, you I feel try like to find a solution. I, I try to solve like my initial thing is like to try to solve whatever it is that's bothering me. Um. And yeah, whether that's like looking for other jobs or looking to replace my job or finding ways to make extra income with the podcast, like I feel like I'm just someone who really is a go-getter and like I'm not going to stop until I I know that I've tried and I've put in my all into it. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, we got denied from this, um, <laughs> this, I guess it was called... Um, an internship or like a fellowship with iHeartMedia. And I was like, yo, we got this in the bag because I was trying to compare it to the people that they have put on, like the the podcasters that they have already on there. Yeah. Usually they work with newly, freshly podcasters. Like you don't have anything. um, Like they help you with your audio. They teach you basically all the, behind the scenes like how to get your quality to be like bomb how to get your auto quality auto audio quality to be amazing 
you do like a, I don't know if it was like a six month internship. It was virtual. I thought it was perfect. I said, they said you could be working like a full time um, job. job and do this. And I was like, okay, like you could do it in your own time. Um, we applied to it. We also told Stephanie and Travis about it. And it was so funny because like the day that I found it, it was. It probably just wasn't meant to be. Because yeah. the day that I yeah. found it, it was due the same day. I found the, she worked hard to get that shit, bro. I wrote. <laughs> you had to write an essay. I basically wrote a whole essay explaining yeah. what we do, why we do it, why we want this fellowship, and how we think you know it would benefit us. And told Stephanie and Travis about it. They also wrote their essay. Um, when when I had to go hit submit. The page took it Just down. vanished. It was gone. <laughs> Girl. So I went and I started emailing people and yeah, hitting them up trying. on social media. Like, hey, I see that you're in charge of this program. The deadline says that I said this time, but I see that the application is in, like, open. So they went and, like, did something behind the scenes. They opened it again. I submitted it in the car because we were coming from somewhere, but I had the documents all saved on my phone. But part of me was like, oh, this is just too much like back and forth. And part of me was already like, I don't think it's going to happen. Like, I don't I don't like to say that things happen for a reason, but sometimes things just aren't meant to be. Yeah. Um, And not to throw shade or anything, but I feel like we were we're very more established than the podcasters that they have on. Yeah. Um, it's a program called Next Up. If you want to look into it, if you want to start a podcast, maybe for next year because they've already picked everyone, but they help you with everything apparently. Um, so we thought it'd be a good opportunity, but they hit us up saying no. Which is fine. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, it is, it is what it is, is right? If uh-huh. it's not, you can't be. Is it again? It's a sense of discouragement, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like we're not losing anything. We never had it in the first place, you know. Right. It was opportunity. We did all that we can do mm-hmm. in applying, and you know, letting it go from there. It is what it is. Um, I, however, do believe in our small amount of time and you know, creating this platform. We've been doing very well. Um, I think it's just when you get into the space where you're constantly improving. In such in such a small amount of time, mm-hmm. you expect it to keep going like that. And you're yeah. expecting to keep getting more. Yeah. Um, so I think like, and I think like you're kind of used to that because of your old job was like that. Yeah. How quickly you were moving, and then uh-huh. it was just like done. Yeah. Um. So I try to do my best in reminding her like, listen, we're doing good. I like, think the creative space is just something that I'm not used to. It's just like a very like lucrative, like very spontaneous. Yeah. Like you get <laughs> you get money when you get money. Like yeah. I don't know if I could live that life. Yeah. Like this is why I'm okay with my full full time job and doing this on the side because it's like it's not consistent. And where are the benefits when it comes to health benefits? You know, like it's like I think it's cool as an idea. Like it's real cool and it sounds fun. Um. But realistically, it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Unless we were to be signed by like a network. That's when it's different. Because yeah. that's when you get paid. Like an actual check, you know? Right. Um, Unless it's actually, you know, taking care of us. Would I love mm-hmm. to fucking leave my job and do this shit full time? Absolutely. fucking mm-hmm. This would be, I think this is like perfect. Mm-hmm. This is everything I didn't go to school for. Like... <laughs> It's got my fucking name written all over it. It's like, you know, 
because you know I'm I'm a little bit entertaining or whatever, you know. So this is like entertainment without being like it's entertainment, yeah. you know. Right. Um, but whatever, I do have to give us grace because we haven't even made a year yet, and I feel like we've we've done a lot in the short year and we went on horrible decisions and I think that was like... That was a fucking goal for her. Yeah, that was a goal for me. My goal was to create the platform. Mm -hmm. We did that. Mm -hmm. Her goal was to get on a platform to which she was, you know... Yeah, and for those who don't know who they are, um, they started their podcast journey about 10 years ago and they've been so successful and the reason why I love them so much is because like they are so authentic. Yes, they're a little bit crazy, um, but I feel like they give me hope. Like they're like, yo, they did this shit and they were able to make money off of it and build generational wealth, open up their own studios. Like, I mean, that's like a crazy vision. I don't see it that crazy. Like, I think that I don't know if we will get there. And I don't know if that's just me being not believing in us, but the fact that they were able to do it and it, it did take them like 10 years. It's like, a, oh, wow, okay, so this is like a thing that people could do and to get to make side money because, like I said, the goal is to make multiple sources of income. Mm-hmm. And my goal is to, like, open, I mean, to buy a property and, like, have, like, rental properties, Airbnbs and things like that. Um, but we got to take it one step at a time. One yeah. step at a time. Um, but, yeah, just looking at them and seeing how much they've grown – is, is like you know goals and two black women you don't see that often is another thing that that i really love the fact that they were able to, they were able to do it and i'm like you know if they were able to do it maybe there's hope for us even mm. though our content is like completely different but if you're in my shoes i think that we could do it <laughs> um obviously social media isn't for everybody but i i do think do, I do think that there are things out there for everybody. Um, if I wasn't doing this, I would probably be um, in coaching or education because I did get my master's in higher education. And I've always wanted to work with um, first generation students. So I think that that's always been a goal of mine to be like an adjunct professor. Um, so if I wasn't doing this, then I would probably like that would be my other goal. Um, my best friend, he's a professor and it gives me hope because we both started together. Um, even though he concentrates like on, on accounting, that's something that I could never teach (laughs) out your mind. I think we're both trying to give the same thing in basically the sense of giving back. Mm -hmm. You know, I think with this platform for me, it was important because it was, I wanted to give back to the generation um, of you know finding ourselves and indulging in our sexuality and that mm-hmm. whole thing that I didn't have or it was harder for me to find when mm-hmm. I was younger and I think that lies the same thing with you in do- teaching like you said mm-hmm. first generation students like mm-hmm. we gotta give to the people who don't know because right who else is gonna do it you know right can't leave everybody stuck like Chuck how we were yeah, no, I want everybody to win. Yeah. Facts. Like, that's why when I see these opportunities, like, I'll send them to Stephanie and Travis. Because it's like, if we don't get them, if we don't get it, I hope that maybe maybe they can get it. Right. I see how how hard they work. They just open up, like, their merch and 
they've been, you know, working really hard. And yeah. Stephanie's a, you know, she's a mom. She's a stay-at-home mom. And I, that is, she, like, the hardest job ever. They doing a damn thing. God damn. So, shout out to We Still Like Each Other, the podcast, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I want to add is, like, something that I that I did to try to accomplish my goals and to save more money is that um, when I get paid, I made sure that my job... Um, so, I have a... Like I have a bills account where me and Georgia put um, money each two weeks that goes just towards our bills and like groceries and like things that we need. Um, then I have like my spending money. So now I have my spending money, my bills, and my saving money. So I don't even see it. Basically, <laughs> basically when I get paid, I'm just looking at one account and that's my spending money in quotations. And I have money going into that account every two weeks. So it's coming directly from my paycheck. I don't even have to transfer or anything. So she has a nice little split up system. Yeah, and I think that really helps because the whole me transferring money to my savings and then it's a tragedy. And then I <laughs> and then I withdraw from the savings. Like, nah, it's a tragedy. Absolutely not. We're not doing that this time. Listen, y'all. For those of you that are under pressure, we mm-hmm. all go through it. We all feel it, and it's okay to sit down and be aware of the pressure that you're feeling and where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, With that, knowing the source of where that pressure is coming from, um, I guess, as she said, do what I do and shake it off. Um, It's not that I'm disregarding it. Mm -hmm. I think, again, acknowledging where that pressure is coming from and realizing, okay, I need to just let that go and continue moving forward in finding another way to get around it. Mm -hmm. um or to find a solution without Mm -hmm. having to fucking you know spend too much time stressing about it right um you know just go with what you know keep Mm -hmm. doing what you're doing have faith give Mm -hmm. it time we are very um guilty of like putting things on a time limit and Mm -hmm. wanting things fast yeah. Um, some things to do take time. So be patient, mm-hmm. but be optimistic as well. Mm-hmm. And just take every opportunity and anything that you can. Yeah. You know, you don't lose anything from applying yourself to things that you never had to begin with. Right. And apply to those jobs. Like, I feel like sometimes people see jobs and they're like, oh, I won't get it. Like, just apply to it. You never know. Honestly, for any like advice that anyone has about applying to jobs, like you do have to tailor your resume to the job description. So you kind of have to make it a Recreate, match. Yeah. Like the person who's looking at your resume has to see like, oh shit, like this person does a lot of what I'm already looking for. Like you're literally taking keywords from the job description and putting it into your resume. That way you look like the perfect candidate. Um, and it's not a scam or anything because you're already doing those things. You're just tailoring it in a way where they. It's more specific to right, that. It's more p- specific to that. Um, and when <laughs> when it comes to the race stuff, I've been saying that I'm white. And I heard that you hear back when you say that you're white. So <laughs> I hate that they ask that question. Like, what are you? What What does the fuck does it matter? Yeah. I know that they do it to like, you know, have like stats and shit like that. But I don't care. Get that stat after you hire me. <laughs> once they see my name, they're like, this girl is not white. Um, but yeah, so apply, apply, apply. Go on LinkedIn. Make a LinkedIn page. Um, and start networking with people. Like, when I was job searching, 
um, I would see what jobs my old coworkers um, were in and I would ask for a referral. And people are so like down to give you a referral because they get money. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to message people and let them know like, hey, I was looking at this job. I was wondering if you could refer me, blah, 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 blah. Nine times out of 10, they're going to say yes. So it doesn't hurt to try. And even if you don't know the person, it doesn't hurt to message them and connect with them on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is like a really big resource that I recommend everyone to use. But you can also use like Google Jobs if you don't want to make like a whole page and stuff. Um, But yeah. Any last minute or potential advice you have for dealing with family pressure or like, you know? Um, I think with family pressure, it's always going to be a tough conversation. But I've been like ignoring it <laughs> at times. And I know that's so hard during the holidays because I feel like if I get into the the buts and why as to why I haven't accomplished this, this and that. It's just going to lead into like a bigger discussion and a bigger argument. So I really just be, I just be like, yeah, like, yeah, we're saving up, which we are. Mm-hmm. And I tell them like, it's going to happen. It's not going to happen this year, but it's going to happen. Like, yeah. like, no matter what, I'm going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so be patient. Yeah. Just be like, yo, like, I'm on my own timeline. Mm-hmm. Things aren't the same as to how they were 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Houses are expensive. Everything is expensive. Life is expensive. And I'm also trying to live my life so I'm not fucking depressed. Mm-hmm. So things are going to happen. It's just going to happen in my own time. And, you know, like, what? what's the rush? Mm-hmm. Who are we competing with at the right. end of the day? It's like they're living through us. They are, and I get it. But at the same time... It's like, be patient and much. let's acknowledge what I've already done. Mm-hmm. I've already exceeded many and accomplished many things mm-hmm. that, you know, you have not even done. I've done these things. So mm-hmm. at least just give me credit where credit's due and let's leave it at that. Mm-hmm. That's all. But yeah, I think we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. We're going to be okay. And like you said, we're on our own timeline. Yeah. So that's it for this episode, you guys. Um, we're going to get into a family meeting real quick. Again, for those of you who are not uh, locked into the Patreon, that's okay. You'll still get these episodes and these family meetings. Um, but if you want that extra you know, bonus content, come on down. Come see us. Mm-hmm. We're going to uh, be working on our merch and getting that set up. Hopefully within the new year, you know, with the holiday being here, it's just a lot going on. So mm-hmm. we don't want to add any more to anybody's plate. However, again, we're here and disposable to you all. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who won't be with family this holiday, come on down. Yes. Okay. I've been with my girlfriend almost two years we started off very sexually active but this last year nothing (laughs) she gets mad at me for bringing it bringing it bringing it up which means we literally can't even talk through it send help i feel like that happens you know like it's called the lesbian bed death where one of them i don't know all right (laughs) confusing me but um yeah, this is like a thing for lesbians. Like you got so comfortable with each other that 
it's like a little friendship. I don't even think that it's for lesbians. I think everyone, every yeah. relationship gets to a point where it's just like you start off really hot and heavy and then there's like this huge drop of fucking intimacy. Um, that's when you that talking, that conversation comes in. Um, I think... But what do you do when they don't even want to talk about it? It's, listen... We got to talk about it. You can't just be, oh, I don't want to hear it. Oh, no. Like, you always bitching about this. Like, <laughs> I can understand if you're, like, constantly pressing the person, like, oh, uh, you know, we need sex. We got to have sex. Da, da, da. Um, again, it doesn't have to happen every fucking day. You have to also, you know, accept the fact that it's not going to be how it was at the beginning. But it's like you, there has to be a compromise. Like, there has to be, like, a, all right, it's not going to be like that, but. Can we have it from time to time? Can it be at least, you know, whatever? You know, there has to be a compromise. Mm -hmm. And you can only make compromise with conversation. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to have the conversation, then you really don't give a fuck about your partner's needs. Right. And then it's like, okay, don't be mad when they go find it somewhere else. Oh, hell (laughs) no. I'm just saying, like, it's not, you know, it's it's not impossible. I'm not encouraging it. However, people really do live off the, or thrive off the fact of, like, I need sex in a relationship. Yeah. They need that that specific form of physical intimacy. Yeah. People can't just live off the the you know other intimacies that just entail being present and you know doing things. Mm-hmm. They need that physical aspect. Mm-hmm. And it's like if they're already telling you that in the beginning, especially it's hard because when you start in the beginning and that's the, that's the expectation that you set. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're you know all hot and heavy in the beginning, that's the expectation that you set, and you think it's it's going to be forever long lasting. Right. Um, so I think we have to be careful about that in the beginning too. Yeah. Is just being, you know, listen, it's high and heavy right now. Yeah. Cause we knew, but I'm kind of not like this on a regular, like, and it's normal. It's normal to get into, you know, time after a relationship, like while you're in the relationship that kind of slows down. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't have any sex, but you can't just not have the conversation. To yeah. not have sex. Yeah. I agree. Then we just bestie in it up. And you don't want to be my bestie. <laughs> uh. All right. Next question. So I just recently got broken up with and I'm having trouble moving on. We met online and the girl was living with her husband. We talked all day and night for weeks and she decided to come visit me. She said that things weren't working out with her husband and that I treated her better and that she wanted to be with me after she came to see me. She then moved back in with her parents and never went back to her husband. We fell more in love and I thought things were going well, but then she ended things. I thought this was going to be like a happy ending. Tragic. So like did she end it and go back to her husband or did she end it and find another shorty? Yeah. Because I think that there's nothing right. There's nothing more salty than when you like you encourage someone to come out of their comfort zone or to like take that leap of faith and risk a little bit. And then they do it. And then they fucking dip on you and like, all right, cool. Thanks for the yeah. Thanks for the help, my dear. But I'm gonna go sit over here, like, yeah. get me a whole new shorty. That's salty. Yeah. Or did she go back to him? Right. Right. All that mm-hmm. you know, giving that false hope. I hate she, people who give yeah. false sense of hope. Yeah. Why? 
You need to go into your detective skills. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, rough. That is rough. Goddamn. If she goes to you, you don't want someone who doesn't know how to communicate, honestly. This sounds like a red flag. Yeah. Like, it's, it sounds a little messy. Like, a husband's involved. Like, just wait until she gets a divorce, if that's the case, you know? Um, like, if she was to come into your life right now, you really have to reconsider, like, what you want to do. Like, do you want to be in a messy situation with someone who's still not divorced? Not saying that people who, you know, are separation can't date. But sometimes people lie about it. Like, oh, yeah, we're getting a divorce, we're getting a divorce. But they're not and getting a divorce and there's no yeah. moves to do the divorce. Like, you know. They just live in a best life. But usually the first step is to move out. So I'm glad to hear that they did move out. Um, regardless if they had to move in with their parents or whatever. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, It's going to be hard. I mean, it's going to hurt, obviously, especially if they cut you off and you had high hopes once they, you know, moved out of their husbands, like, that you guys were going to be together. When you fuck with somebody heavy, it's never going to be easy when Mm-mm. it comes to an end. Never. Ever. Whether never. you end it or they end it, it's always going to bother you in a sense. Yeah. Um. So uh, that just comes with time. Being time is your friend. And that just means you need to go back into yourself. All right, well, I experienced that. I didn't like this and this about that. So mm-hmm. I know not to look for that in the next situation. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to get back to myself mm-hmm. and do the things that get you out of that idea of like, oh, I don't know how to move on. Like, yeah. you got to move on with you. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that ends our family meeting. If we answered that last question already, Oh, well. Uh, she always says this, but I don't think It's so. about to die. Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe. Do this, Mama Goose.